This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Saturday, my friends. Welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Don't forget, of course, you can check me out on Drive all week, every week, for the rest of your life from 4pm. And Darren Bentley's back, and he's floating bone. Actually, he's floating bone. He's not back. That's why he's back. Anyway, we start by focusing on King Kane. Yes, Harry Kane, England's all-time record goal scorer. Yesterday on The Breakfast Show, the legendary goalkeeper David Seaman congratulated the England captain, whilst Adrian Durham joined the show and predicted that Kane will get 100, yes, 100 goals for England. so pleased for him and his family. They're, they're brilliant people. He's a fantastic professional. He's been a great captain. That's what Harry Kane is. You know, he works every day in training, always gives 110% and that's why he's the best in the world. That's why he's got 54 goals for England and, you know, now he can go and break whatever he wants, whether he wants 75, 100. You know, I hope I have many more years. You know, playing for England is probably my greatest feeling in, in, in football and uh, I want to do it as long as possible. From Bloomin' and Finney, to Charlton and Greaves and back again to Rooney and Kane. Because, you know, first of all, congratulations to Harry Kane yeah. for last night for that incredible record. Um, and coming off the back of, of the World Cup, you know, the, the pressure that you must have felt last night taking that penalty, you know, not only just to to break the record, but the scars that he got from from the World Cup missing that penalty, that takes a lot of a lot of bottle. And uh, you know, as usual, he just smashed it into the goal. But um, yeah, he, he's he's definitely in the top four or five because it's it's the way he scores goals, Ali. You know, yeah. he's got a whole array of like finishes. You know, like he's just said in that interview, he's got he's he, he brilliant with his head outside the box in one v ones, everything. He's got the whole thing. And, yeah, I can see him going on and getting a lot, lot more goals. He wants to play in every single game, and he does play in every single game. So I kind of feel for those who are behind him who don't get a chance, but that's the way it is. He is miles above anything remotely, uh, you know, think they're close to Harry Kane. This is a goal machine. Six successive seasons with 20-plus goals at club level. Always scores for England. Usually lethal on penalties. I appreciate it didn't happen in the quarterfinal. But... He's on 54 goals and he's 29 years old. He's going to play a lot of England games between now and the end of his career. You're talking about somebody who at least will get into the 70s, 80s. I am going to say this because I think he's so desperate for goals, he will put himself in that firing line and in that team as often as possible. I think he will get to 100 England goals. Um, and I think his record will never, ever be broken. When you think wow. about how long it <coughs> took for Wayne Rooney to break Bobby Charlton's record, yeah. and that yeah. wasn't even 50 goals. Yeah. You know, I think that Harry Kane's got the record forever. Now, whilst the breakfast show was full of praise for Harry Kane in England, the loving wasn't quite the same on White and Jordan. What a surprise. Simon Jordan played down the result, and the former England international Carlton Palmer believes Kane still needs to win trophies in his career before making it clear that he's not really a fan of Luke Shaw either. It should reinforce the belief that they're a good side and have the ability to be able to compete at this level. Um, but I don't think we doubted that anyway. Um, it should reinforce the values that England are capable of winning games at certain stages in the uh, in the proceedings. And this is a qualifying 
game. It yeah, comes, yeah, with, it I comes know. with a different dynamic. It comes against a side, with due respect, that have recently been beaten by Austria, that are 34th in the world rankings, that have recently been beaten by North Macedonia, that have been drawing against... You can only beat what's in front of you. And that's fine, but let's have it right and let's compare and contrast properly. It's a great achievement. To go into Italy and win a game at any time is a great achievement. Right. But it doesn't then get characterised as an ability to win a tournament. I think he, he's got to get a move uh, this summer. Uh, I think... Uh, he needs to get to a big club and, and win some win some trophies. And, he, and if he does that, then overall his overall career he'll be satisfied. But he's he got to get to a big club. He's got to get he's to a big get club. Out of Tottenham. Well, well, I, I think I think reading between the lines, I think Levy promised him that he could go, and then that didn't materialise when he didn't go to Man City. Yeah. They then brought in Conte, and uh, they've not backed Conte in the transfer market, so that hasn't happened. So I think he will. Ultimately, I think Conte will go and I think Kane will go in the summer and he needs to go to a club where he can win. Referee had given himself so much thinking time before producing that second yellow card for short. I don't know how Luke Shaw gets away with it. I really don't. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I think he's a poor, poor defender. I think he's had a decent season at Manchester United, but I think he's a poor defender. Every time he comes up and has asked a question about defending, he can't, he fails. How he doesn't get sent off more often, I don't know. And I, I, I hear all the arguments about Trent Alexander, and I, I, I see that he has some defensive frailties, but I think he's a terrific player and offers a lot going forward. But it looks like Ten Hag swears by him. No, Ten Hag hasn't got any other alternatives at the moment. I, I think next season when they will be genuinely going to have a tilt at the, the title, I think they'll have brought in another left back. Now, staying with football, and it was a busy old show for me and the fun boy, Jason Cundy, on drive yesterday. Firstly, Everton have been referred to an independent commission by the Premier League over an alleged breach of financial fair play rules. Here's Chief Sports Reporter from the Times, Martin Ziegler, explaining more. This is effectively a charge. It's the same language that was used when the Premier League charged Manchester City um, at the start of February with those 115 rule breaches. So, yeah, this is a charge. It's it's breaching the profit and sustainability for last season. So we know Everton would have had to file their accounts for last season with the Premier League on March the 1st. Those will have been analysed. And um, it's clearly decided that they, they've broken the rules. Um, they've spent more than the 105 million permitted um or they sorry they've, they've lost more than 105 million permitted over the last three seasons is the next steps and this does feel i mean the manchester city one's gone very quiet people were talking that maybe four or five years this might even you know take to go through all the legal representations i'm guessing something similar with everton is is it something we're not going to see for for many years how this plays out i'm i i'm not too sure about that i mean it, it's difficult to know um Ever, um, Manchester City, by talking about 150 rule breaches, and they're incredibly complicated. 
you know, it's all about, you know, football leagues and alleging that they sort of provided misleading financial information. That's very different to this. I mean, this is not nearly so serious. This is one rule breach, um, and it should be fairly black and white. You know, you've got, you've got the figures there. I mean, you know, I, I do think you, that they could deal with it before the start of next season. But on the other hand, we have seen in the EFL that such even these sort of financial fair play cases they can they can go on. You know, it might be another year. Also, on my favourite show on TalkSport, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time, we reflected on the breaking news story from the National League. Captains of the 24 clubs have signed an open letter calling for urgent talks with the FA and the National League over the changes to the contracts from next season. The Wrexham captain, Ben Tozer, joined us on Drive to explain it all in further detail. Hit with power! precision he has bludgeoned it past Davis and Wrexham second in the National League a back on level terms with the equalising goal here at Bramall Lane if you think about the technicalities of it you've got um, an unstable profession contract anyway I mean I couldn't imagine trying to apply for a mortgage with this contract in place you know basically a three month contract because you're three months away from getting released um or put on to £99 a week. So in that in itself seems bonkers. There's a WhatsApp group sent, set up at the start of the week by Josh Staunton at um, Yeovil Town uh, with all the captains in the in the league. And uh, we've all come up with you know what we think is a good letter to send to them. Basically, just want to have a, a conversation and a bit of dialogue with the FA and see what what the thinking is behind this and um, you know if it can be if it can be corrected and uh, basically squashed. I would imagine it's down to the club's discretion in the end, right? If if the club yeah. if the club have seen what the FA are proposing and they think it's absolute nonsense and they want to back their their squad and their players, etc., the club can come out and say, well, you know, relevant of what the FA has suggested, we're going to continue as normal. Have have your club, Wrexham, or any club for that matter in the league, come out and said anything? So no one's. I think Macclesfield have come out and said it, um, but I spoke to the CEO. At- our club, uh, Sean Harvey, and he said it's not something that the the club would want to put in front of a player anyway, and it's not something they would they would adhere to. So there have been other lads in the, in the group chat saying the same thing from their owners. So that's positive, but we don't think it should be a, a question really. It shouldn't even be an option. You know, when a player comes to sign for a club, for them to then go and tick a box at the bottom of it and say they're happy for them to to put this in place, it seems a bit a bit unfair. Ben, are you are you guys members of the PFA? Even though you're not, so, yeah, you, you are myself. Members. I am. I'm, I'm fortunate right. that I am because I've been in the football league right. for X amount. But but the clubs in, in 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 this position, not all of them, and not all the players will be. Is that correct? We're not we're not presented, you know, represented by the by the PFA. Who is your uh, union then? So are you? We don't we don't have a union. There's no there's no one you know backing us up. Basically, it's we, we're we're chatting to the. You know, there's been a letter gone into the National League and the FA. So, um, yeah, the PFA have basically said it's not something they would ever do and they would have ever advise. So, and they can't know, get involved, Ben? They, no, they, it's, it's, they, they, they it's, simply can't it's, get involved because it's, it's, it's... No, they can't do anything well, about I mean, it. Well, I mean, that just goes to show what, what, why the PFA is there. You know, you need a union. You need someone, mm. you know, battling and fighting for your rights because this... You know, what, what, where does it leave players? I mean, can you imagine having a mortgage? Mm. £99 a week. 
And as if that wasn't enough breaking news, Bayern Munich decided to sack their manager, Julian Nagelsmann, and replace him with ex-Chelsea gaffer Thomas Tuchel. Football expert Kevin Hatchard gave us the lowdown on the surprise departure and was asked whether he could be the next Spurs manager with Antonio Conte's future still in doubt. Cancelo motoring forward though over halfway. Good ball from him into the path of Nabry to make it safe. Bayern Munich will go through. No big surprise uh, in terms of the timing. I, I did say recently I thought that he might be in danger at the end of the season depending on how they did in the league and how they do against City in the Champions League quarterfinals. But it feels panicky to me. I think it's a couple of things. I think they've looked at the performance against Bayer Leverkusen at the weekend, which was a poor one. And that saw them knocked off top spot in the Bundesliga. They didn't like that performance. Hassan Salahamidzic, the sporting director, said afterwards that it just wasn't Bayern. Uh, a poor mentality, a lack of intensity. So they weren't happy about that at all. And I think the other factor is they got a bit twitchy about Thomas Tuchel because they've always liked the idea of him being an option. They've always liked him being in the background. And I think the fact that Spurs have been strongly linked with him, Real Madrid have been linked with him, I think has made them act more quickly than we expected. I think it's a mistake. I think that Tuchel is great. I'm a massive fan of his. No problems there. And it may be successful in the short term. It wouldn't massively surprise me if they go far in the Champions League and if they win the league. But they'll never have known how Nagelsmann could have done in the long term. No, because they are used here. Don't play for something important. They don't play. Uh, they don't want to play under pressure. They don't want to play under stress. It's easy in this way. Tottenham's story is this. 20 years that there is the owner and never won something. But why? Only for the, the fault is only for the club or for the every manager that stay uh, here. Nogsman is obviously a, a very bright young thing and he's still very got my, you know, the whole of his future ahead of him. Spurs have been mentioned. I don't see that happening any time this side of, of, uh, of the end of the season. But can you see him at, at White Harley? Is he the type of manager that could go in and work with Daniel Levy? Is Daniel Levy the type of man that could work with him? I think he could go anywhere, Nagelsmann. I think he's a brilliant coach. I think for all the reports of him falling out with players, everybody falls out with players at Bayern. That's just what happens. But I think he's a very smart guy. I think there's a bit of arrogance there, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. And all of the top coaches have that. I think tactically he's outstanding. And he's put together a really good body of work already. You know, he's he's been a top flight coach since he was 28. And I think, Spurs would be not lucky to have him. That's a bit over the top. But I think it'd be a massively positive appointment by Spurs. I did say as soon as he was dismissed yesterday, the first phone call he should receive was from Tottenham because Mm. they should be interested in him. Real Madrid have been interested in him for a long time, called him up and asked him, you know, was he interested in the in the vacancy at the time? He wasn't because he was midway through a contract. So he didn't want to walk out halfway through he's still on Bayern's payroll and that will be the case until he moves on so he's not in a rush this podcast is brought to you by eHarmony the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. 
Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. And finally, on a bit of a lighter note, we go back to The Breakfast Show. And it's story time with Ali McCoyst and Ray Parler. Now, before we hear the Arsenal legend reveal how the Romford Pele nickname came about, and a funny story of him having a drinking competition with Frank Lampard's mate, let's hear from the brilliant Ali McCoyst on sharing the stage with Rod Stewart in Vegas, as you do. I'll give you a bit of information, my old son. I've been on stage with Rod Stewart, okay? I'll give over. At Madison Square Garden. How's that grab you? Alright? Right there. Madison yeah. Square Garden? Yes. Or is it, is it known in the trade? The Garden. <laughs> the Garden! <laughs> I have to ask Andy McCoyce, no, how on earth did you end up on stage with Scot- Rod Stewart? Scotland team are there, Ray. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, before the Euros, I might have been before Euro 96. Uh, <laughs> or it might have been before Euro 92 anyway Rod's playing in Madison Square Garden we Craig Brown I think it was 96 we Craig Brown's the manager he says right lads we're going to see Rod Stewart brilliant yeah he says, what part of this <laughs> I like Craig well, Brown well, we're all, yes. we Bruni was brilliant oh, fantastic we Bruni so we're training we're over in America in Connecticut doing the pre-tournament mm. and Rod's playing in Madison Square Garden and uh, we Bruni had a meeting after training he says right lads he says we're going to see uh Rod Stewart at Madison Square Garden. He said, We're training in the morning. Brilliant. You can have one, maybe two beers. <laughs> right. One, well, one plus well, two beers. Well, there's, there's footage of it knocking about. If you see the Scotland team on stage, <laughs> if you see the Scotland team on stage with Rod Stewart at Madison Square Garden, I can guarantee you there's more than one or two beers been taken. <laughs> Here's the run from midfield. It's Parler. It's a hat trick. Local boy made good. Joining me this morning as co-host is the Romford Pele. What a lovely nickname that is. I've told you, I really enjoy that. Do you know where Romford is, from? Ellie? Do you know where Romford is? Yes, Essex. Yeah. Yes. I've I, I, I got that nickname for Mark Overmars. Seriously? Do you know the story? No, no give us a story. I went through the, a few players in training one day and uh, I hit the ball, went straight in the top corner and he run past me. This was 97-98 season. He went, you are like the Romford Pele. And I said, you don't even know where Romford is. He went, no, I don't. He's obviously a Dutchman. And he, he had to do the press that afternoon and he was sitting there and it was when Arsenal were trying to get closer to yeah. Manchester United and one of the questions about Mark Overmars, can 
can you beat Manchester United this season? And he went, we'll definitely win the league because we've got the one for Pelé on our side. <laughs> And they put it in the paper, you idiot. What are you doing? I didn't and that's how, know that. And that's how it started. And Kelly Cates, obviously I was doing yeah. a, a show with her, and she went, something about Twitter. And I'm, I said, I never heard, what's that, Twitter? She went, well, I'm setting you an account up there. And she called it the real one for Pelo. Seriously? And that's how it carried on, yeah. I was in a, a bar, Café de Paris Alley, which is always a lively bar. Aye, I know it. Uh, and we had a day off the next day. So I, I went and I was in town doing something and I thought, oh, let's go in here and have a few drinks and whatever. And Frank Frank Lampard was in there and with his mate. And his yeah. mate was a little bit chirpy. You know, he's one of them, oh, you, you was in a Tuesday club, you can drink and all that. And come on, let's have a drinking competition. So I went, oh, <laughs> does it, do I really want a drinking competition? And he was a little younger than me. So we started drinking and by... Buy ten drinks. We was drinking shots and all sorts. Poor old Frank had to dab him down. He's, he was he was fainted on the older bar. He was more, and I was laughing. My mate was here with me, and I went to go to the toilet. And I remember it was a, a it was like a a wire a wire stall. And as I went to get off this stall, my foot got stuck in the wire. And do you know when you just got stuck? And I'm I'm, I'm falling that way, and I've hit my head on the bar. I split all my eye open, seven stitches. No. So, so I'm like that, oh no. Oh no, oh no, 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 no. Oh no. Oh no, oh no, 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 no. So I quickly got out the back door because we had a, a, a guy taking us around that day and quickly went to the hospital near me and they had it stitched up. I had a day off the next day. So I thought, oh, I can recover now. But obviously my eye's coming up now. I've got a black eye. So I go in training the next morning and Arsene Menger looks at me and he looks at you know, he, he, he don't look, he, he's looking at me, he's, he looks at me and went, Ray, have you put putting makeup on? Why have you got a black eye? And I tried to, you know, we try and get out of it. So I said, no boss, I hit my door, my door, someone opened the door and I was there and you know, he tried to make excuses. Yeah. So I played that weekend, I didn't have the, I think I had concussion still, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so he's found out, somehow he's found out what's happened. Oh, um, and, no. and he pulled me, and that's it. He said, "You're disgraced." Two, two game. Well, he dropped me for two games. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the Talksport app or wherever you get your podcast from. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily podcasts at first in the morning. Do what you got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talksport. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Britain feels broken, but how do we fix it? Westminster just doesn't seem to have the answers, but we have found some people who do. Join me, journalist Becca Hudson. And me, the former MP Ed Vasey, for How I'd Fix. From the price of a pint to the housing crisis, this is the show where we take an alternative look at the problems plaguing the nation. And hear practical solutions from those in the know. 
Catch new episodes of Howard Fix wherever you get your podcasts. Rebuilding Britain starts here.